0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome back to the Peripheral. Uh, first things first, I want to apologize. Uh, last episode, I did not include the link for my guest, Andy her art studio and business is called The Gilded Rose Studio. I've put a link in both the show notes on the last episode and I will be including it on this episode. It just slipped my mind. My COVID foggy grieving brain just sometimes doesn't work the way it should. So sincere apologies for that. So on this episode, I speak with Jackie, who thought she found a wonderful man, But over time, she started noticing weird behavior patterns and trying to distinguish what's going on in this person's head. She started to unravel an entire dual life that he was living.
1: My name's Jackie. I live in Canada. And yeah, I wanted to chat a little bit about a really life-changing experience I went through. And I'll have to give some backup context, Justin, around a little bit about how I got into that situation, because I think it's relevant to what happened to me and what experiences I've learned. And my goal is to help people, especially people that could have similar paths that I chose to have. And I think there's a light at the end of the tunnel in this scenario that I'm hoping can encourage people who might be going through something similar, that life can be good and life will get better. You just have to have a goal to focus on. Without further ado, I guess I'll get into it, but I had my son at 20. Actually, he just celebrated his 19th birthday yesterday. Don't I feel old in full circle now that he's almost, he's is the age I wasn't I was expecting with him and I had my life laid out where I wanted to be an actress and very ambitious and then of course you meet a guy and then or a partner and then all of a sudden it's not expected and I'm very forthcoming. That wasn't something that I was thinking I was going to choose to have my son. I definitely went through whether or not to keep him and I ultimately chose that but And I was with his dad and we were together for nine years, but throughout that time, he became really possessive, jealous. It was almost like when I was such a young adult, I hadn't lived that life. And when I wanted to do things like acting or socializing or like making friends, that purse hold got tighter and tighter because I think he felt like he was losing me. And I left very suddenly and I tried to leave about four or five times. I think ultimately it came down to him ruining my high school reunion and his jealousy taking over. That's a whole other story. But I left and then for the first time I was single at 29 years old. And so when you've been in marriage since your early twenties, you just I hadn't lived life. So I hadn't dated and any of the dating I had done prior to meeting my son's father was in high school and relationships that were just that. So I was newly single and dating and meeting people and there was the quintessential nice guy that yeah. I met. I met him at work and he was really sweet, interested in me. Everybody was telling me like you need to give him a chance and I was very hesitant. I was very resisting of my interest in him and I think it was not that I didn't read into his advances or thought that he wasn't who he was, it just took a little convincing for me to be attracted. And I, as I got to know him more, I started to be more interested, but I was really on guard for a long time, but he was great.
2: Had you gone out on other dates, like through dating apps or anything at that point or...
1: This is interesting. I've never really online dated at all. So, when I was single, because I left my son's dad while working for the company, I was all of a sudden, of a sudden the single girl, right? Before they knew me as married with a small child, I wasn't attainable, right? At least in that regard. And so, I hadn't done much dating. I started to do that, but there was somebody that I was, you know, sort of the bad boy, really interested in. He was unavailable. Isn't that the same old where? he's who I wanted, right? He was the unattainable one. This person was almost played the I'm the good guy card, right? Like I was pining after him and I started to think maybe I should give this other person a chance because he's the person I should be with. So probably for a year, Justin, it was great, which is what's so ironic about my situation is I didn't see any signs right away that there was going to be issues or what it's come to probably about that mark. And when I sort of make my mind up, I make my mind up and I'm very stern in my decisions in life. And so all of a sudden I was like, after a year, let's move in. Right. That's the next step. And I could tell he was hesitant just for some back story, not giving too much away, but he had a disability. So where he lived was walkable, wasn't able to drive. And you're in the heart of downtown and where his home was, it was, you know, jumping on a Friday night. It's a party scene. There's restaurants, bars, it's awesome. But because I have my son, I can't move that far. I've got to be close to a school. He had moved out with me more centrally. So out of that area of all the bars and partying. And it was almost scary how instantly it was that I noticed something was off. And I kick myself as to like why didn't I see some of these signs? But here's the thing, when you don't live with someone, when you see them on evenings, weekends, you're only seeing that version of them, right? I think it's really easy to have rose-colored glasses on when you go for dinner and you come over and I have to pick him up to come to my house. And then again, he doesn't drive. And then I go to his house and spend the weekend and it was just everything you could want. There's no no life stuff involved in that and so when you're now cohabitating you're noticing things almost instantly I would say Justin it was like the first week like he was working as a independent contractor so working for himself and I came home and you know I'm not a big drinker but I definitely socially drink but very much in appropriate times that I would I was finding like wine glasses that like would have been the afternoon on a Wednesday you just dipped into the wine. Did you? Okay, that's unusual, right? You're not sitting at home drinking, that's odd. And it was bizarre to me and kept to what my instincts were. But then all of a sudden, it was going out with his friends, not coming home, and he had just gotten a new job. And it's really heartbreaking to see because all of a sudden, it was going out with co- these new coworkers. And I wouldn't say I'm not a jealous person, but because of my ex, my son's dad, I was used to him being super possessive. So I was trying to be like the cool girlfriend. Yeah, go out with your new coworkers. I don't know who they are like, yeah. okay, that's that's fine. But he would just abandon us. Like we would be waiting for him to come home to go for dinner. Um, and I did 50-50 with my son. So he would have a one week on with his dad or one week with me. And it would be me and my son sitting there waiting for him to take us out for sushi. And he just wouldn't respond. So he would be coming home at 11 o'clock midnight on a weekday. And these patterns started happening all the time. And it was really upsetting because it's not only upsetting to myself, but it's upsetting to your child and really disrespectful. And I had gotten along so well with his family and they really liked me. And so I was close with his mom. And so I started to sort of say things to her like, I don't really know what's happening. Like, I don't think he's cheating on me, but he's going out all the time. He's have these new coworkers and things just weren't honestly lining up. And we went away with his family to the States and it was great. He was super attentive, focused on me. I felt, okay, great. Like I've got him back. He's a good boyfriend. I felt super in love with him. And the minute we came back to Canada, it all started again with going out partying just not communicating and, and the thing you know is that he was a very avid golfer so he would use that as an excuse that he's going golfing but golfing doesn't I know 18 holes takes a while but not till night golf I don't know many golf courses that are open till 9 10 11 o'clock at night and yeah you finish your round you go for beers
2: but he's, yeah, yeah. but he's doing like radio silence when he's gone. You're not getting oh, yeah. anything from him. He's not calling or texting, nothing.
1: You know what I would get? And I think this is very similar to many women is that I'll be home in 10 minutes. I'll be home in 20 minutes. I'm leaving in an hour. So I would get some communication, but then it would be like that hour would be like three hours and that was what was like my anxiety like I would just be like watching the clock okay is he on is okay how long would it take for him to take the train back to our house because again he's going to be going downtown and he had some questionable friends and these friends that I had met to be honest they were losers and you know didn't have much going for them and there was one one guy in particular that was just trying to wingman him one time when we were out to go talk to girls any girlfriend is going to be like, don't hang out with that guy. And looking back, I was like, I don't like that guy. Like, I don't want you hanging around with him, which I don't feel like I was like that girlfriend, but trying to pick his friends. But this guy had shown me who he was. So I think it was natural for me to be very hesitant about him spending time. And then like inklings that he was hanging out with him and they were golfing finger quotations and this kept going on. And I remember this one time i had won an award at work and I was so happy and so proud. And he had told me that he was out golfing, that he would be home and same thing. I'll be home in an hour or, Oh, sorry, we decided to get a bite to eat. And he just didn't come home until 10 or 11 at night. And I was crushed. And I think at this point, Justin, and I was thinking like, I got to leave. I just, I have some abandonment issues. And I feel like at this time I was 33 and I don't want to start over and like, I made my decision that I wanted to be with this person. And now I'm like, shoot, I'm going to have to like be single again. Oh my gosh. I like, I left my condo to move in with this guy. So as much as I was unhappy, I was really scared to leave this little world that I like made for myself.
2: And every change is hard and you took the time to get to know this guy and be in a relationship with him and he chose to be with you so what's up with the weird behavior and just going out and doing his own thing but
1: it all kind of came to head we have hockey games here and like our hockey team I'm going to sound really Canadian it's not the best but when we do good we've got huge fandom of people who just You know, the the city goes alive. So you want to be out, you want to be going to the games. And that night where he said he was going out, that he didn't come home after I won that award, it was the next day. And I was really upset and I was working from home and he came down and he said, I love you. I've got tickets to the game tonight, but I promise I'll be home. And I said, if you are not home by midnight tonight, like. I can't do this anymore. You were just out the night before. And this is this is what it is. And actually, I should backtrack for a second, because there's a big piece of this that I need to mention before I get into the night is that probably about two or three weeks prior, when he didn't take me and my son out for dinner for our night out while he went out with his coworkers, I left the next day to go to my parents. And I was I think, as women, we do that based on like, I'm going to leave and you're going to feel bad about it. And then you're going to apologize and see what you're going to lose. I was almost like, thre- I believe threatening him in a sense of, I'm going to my parents for the night. Hopefully, you know that you're on the last straw there, pal. And he went out with a front day drinking the next day. So I'm upset because I thought, okay, I'm going to come home. He's going to understand how much he hurt me. And I walk into the house and there is a pair of women's coach sunglasses sitting on my coffee table. And I don't wear... A lot of sunglasses myself and I definitely didn't have a pair of coach sunglasses and I lost it. I called him, he and his friend were out at a pub drinking and I said, "Whose are these? Who is here? And as any woman would, I was freaking out. I was bringing my son's home. I don't feel very proud of that emotional reaction in front of my 10 year old son at the time, but yeah, I knew there was somebody, some woman in my house. And so him and his friend came to the house and his friend was really Sweet and nice. And he just said, I don't think he's cheating on you, Jackie. Like he told me that they were his friends' girlfriends. He wore them in. And what dude does that, right? Who's going to wear their girlfriend's sunglasses over to your buddy's house? And it was sunny. And that's why he wore these sunglasses. But I knew. I think any person knows when something just does not add up. So I didn't know whose sunglasses those were.
2: He's. Even too lazy to bother cleaning up the evidence afterwards. Come on.
1: Come. It was, and it's interesting because the beautiful condo that we were renting was just stunning. It had dual doors. So if you walked in one way, you wouldn't see the coffee table, but you could walk in through the building. And so it was literally the very first thing I noticed as soon as I opened the door. I like my eyes be blind for it. And so I lost it. I talked to his mom she was adamant that her beautiful baby boy would never do that and he denied it nothing and so fast forward two weeks to that night where i told him if you're not back from this hockey game i don't think we can continue this relationship and again i think it was a threat idly my sort of wanting to still be with him and i thought he'd choose me but i went out that night with my friend we went for dinner and I drank a lot of wine. I do remember that. (laughs) I came home, I was so stressed. And in this time, I'm not eating or sleeping very much. So I think that wine all went straight to my head. I got sick and I waited for him and he didn't come home until four o'clock in the morning. And obviously at that point, my ultimatum was nothing at that point.
2: He he called your bluff and just was like, let's see what you're going to do. Because at that point I feel Like his actions are intentional and he's seeing what you'll put up with.
1: Oh, for sure. And it's interesting because the bullshit that came out of his mouth, just denying it. Oh, I fell asleep at my friend's house and just woke up. Okay. Like, come on. I said to him, you're not leaving out of that chair. And I was like standing up and I'm not a very big person. Like I'm only about five feet. I'm quite small. But I was like, you are not leaving out of that chair until you tell me the truth. I just want to know it. Give it to me straight what's going on? What are you doing? Why is all this stuff happening? And he said, I'm addicted to cocaine. And I looked at him and I said, what? And keep in mind, I've probably partaken in the odd marijuana in my lifetime. It's legal here now in Canada a few times. I just don't like how it makes me feel. But hard drug, I've never even touched that and nothing to anyone who has or experimented. But this is my partner who's said to me that he doesn't do it. And he manipulated me into thinking that he doesn't do those type of drugs. It's really shocking uh, for you. yeah. And I, I learned that he had drug dealers over to the house or he would, he one time he told me he had to go pick something up in his office. My son was about 10 or 11 at this time. So he could stay by himself. And he left my son one time when I was helping a friend move to go to his dealer. But then I'm unwinding all of these scenarios and playing it back where I'm like, so all these golfing experiences and all these things and i actually had called the golf course the night before to see if there was a booking under him and no sure enough there wasn't but when he told me that i was i was like mind blown as to who this person was and he had said to me i just i need to get better i just need to eat healthy and work out so you know i'm going to go do that and i said what does this mean for our relationship and it's even embarrassing for me to be pandering at this moment after he just dropped this like bomb that he's been secretly doing these drugs. And so that's where all of this stuff was coming out. I just, I had no idea. I thought maybe cheating on me, maybe he was an alcoholic, but I had no idea that he was, had the full on cocaine addiction. And so he had decided at that moment that he wanted to go work on himself and that he was going to go figure that out. And that at this point, we're breaking up. So I'm devastated. I'm just, literally traumatized with this news. And I remember the next day was Mother's Day. So I went and I stayed at my parents' house and I came back the next day and he wasn't home. He was at his mom's house. And so I waited up, and I was so upset and he got home like super late and he was drunk. And so I came downstairs and I think I was just start yelling and like where were you and like why are you doing this like I think you know when you're just so overwhelmed like all of a sudden like my partner is not who they say they are like now you're like out again like this whole like sense of like loss of control like this abandonment and all of the stuff came out. came out and I stepped towards him and he pushed me and I fell back onto the couch and he sat there and squeezed my arms and was so mad and I did not see it coming and Had is like his leg or like something pressing up against my chest. So by the time that all happened, I couldn't even believe it. And he apologized right away. Oh my goodness, and I'm sorry. And now all of a sudden, I've not only realized that he's addicted to these drugs, but now he's just like attacked me. And the incomprehensibleness of just what is happening, and that just suddenly all of this stuff was just so overwhelming. And then he said, I'm going to be moving back in with my parents. Literally, I went to work Monday. <laughs> and then this is also an important part of this story. So I went to work on that Monday and my coworker came up to me and she said, Jackie, like, are you okay? And I said, no, <laughs> I'm not. I just found out a bunch of stuff about my partner. Yeah. And she goes to me, Jackie, I saw him. And I look at her, and am like, what do you mean you saw him? She goes, that night that he was out at the hockey game, they went out to the bar after, and he was with these girls and with his friends. And so at this point, it's another blow. So the whole story that I knew was BS about the falling asleep on the couch, I've just now found out that he is, in fact, out with other women. That's fun time.
0: We're going to take a moment to get a word from our sponsor, HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm fresh, pre-proportioned ingredients, and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. You don't have to go to the grocery store. You can count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. With HelloFresh, you can eat well. If you have any New Year's resolutions, it'll be stress-free and delicious. They have over 35 recipes each week. They have carb-smart and even customizable meals with swapping portions and proteins on the side. You can upgrade and add proteins to veggie dishes. I know when I go to the grocery store, I just buy a bunch of stuff. Can't really plan it out too well. I'm always looking for an easy way to cut back on expensive takeout and delivery. That's why I'm using HelloFresh. You can whip up a restaurant quality meal right in your own kitchen. Typically, I can make most of their meals in under 20 minutes, which is less time than a delivery driver will take to get to my house. I love HelloFresh. I know you will too. Go to HelloFresh.com Peripheral21 and use code Peripheral21 for 21 free meals plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh slash Peripheral21, P-E-R-I-P-H-E-R-A-L-2-1. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit.
1: Also, then said, "No, I'm not cheating on you. I'm not cheating on you." And yeah, that was another blow. So and,
0: and at that
2: point, it's almost yeah, being cheated on is terrible. But it's like all the lies, all of the all the lies. Uh, yeah,
1: all the lies. This was like my professional coworker. Like I'm in a professional environment. We. This is something where I'm like so embarrassed too, because like this is just like how tacky that is. I don't do not want to be this like stereotype, and so. I was just mortified. And then all of a sudden the next day, like him and his dad literally go and move all of his stuff out. And now he's decided he's renting this place downtown. And all the while he's just saying, I still love you. I still want to be with you. I just need to eat better. And I was like, you need rehab. But at this point, I never said anything to his parents that this was going on. As close as I was to his mom, that was not my secret to tell. And I said to him, you should tell your parents what's going on so that you can get the proper help. Because his father died from um, a, a cocaine ov- overdose, so his birth dad literally died from this. It's coming now full circle. Where are you nuts now? I'm like you're literally going to die. And you're just living this facade and he was just so like the clean cut, quintessential good guy. His parents, like his mom, like literally I'm surprised she wasn't still breastfeeding him. Oh, my baby. It was just, it was a very, that's a whole other story, that relationship. But even if I would have had told her, they wouldn't have believed me. He would have just denied it and they would have just thought I was being the crazy girlfriend, to be honest.
2: Yeah. It's all manipulation and gaslighting. All manipulation.
1: Headpoint. Yeah, a ton of that. And then on top of that, so his dad and him move out. And then the next day, Facebook, you, you used to be able to see like when you became friends with someone. So I'm seeing him becoming friends with all these girls. And that was just ripping my heart out. And then my friend says to me, he matches me on Tinder. And I was like, Oh, my goodness. And it was just one one thing after another. And it was just so traumatic going through not only is this person who really care about and loves doing all these things they're now out meeting with women and i probably had someone messaging me every day seeing him out and seeing him with other women
2: this is coming from the guy that says he still loves you and want to and wants to be with yeah. you and i mean it's it's borderline sociopathic to just have zero care about your feelings. And it's only when you're right in front of his face that he'll tell you what you want to hear. But then as soon as out of sight, out of mind, it's his way or the highway. If that's what And the
1: I'm... whole like working on himself and the funny thing is that he wanted to go back to what it was before we moved in. So talk about having your cake and eating it too, right? Oh, I want to see you. I want you, but I can go free to go out and manipulate you and go behind your back because we don't live together. And I was like, that's not what I want. We're not going to be together. Like we're not going to have that arrangement because that doesn't work for me. I don't know many women that would be cool with that. So I'm trying to figure out also in this process, like, what do I do? Like we're renting this $2,500 a month, bougie ass condo. I'm now stuck with it. He's such a jerk about the damage deposit and everything and coming back and there was a pet deposit because he had a dog and I'm trying to figure all this out and yet he's still messaging me and I'm going through just this like whirlwind and his friend the friend that had messaged me that had come to the house that day that I found the sunglasses just messaged me and said you need to know the truth and I was like me what now what possibly could you tell me and he goes those sunglasses those were from a sex worker lo and behold not only now am I finding out that there's this double life of multiple deceits, the ultimate one, when you are literally there with a child, now he's bringing escorts, he was bringing escorts to the house anytime I was traveling for work or out. And the reason why he told me this is because it was a known thing that the, all the guys were doing and he admitted it to him. And I don't know if he just told him to get it off his conscious. I don't think he was doing that. But though so that group of guys that he hung out with were like known for calling the back pages. And that's who was there. This all happened in the span of a week, Justin. I can't explain to you the immense anxiety. I remember going to the doctor and getting like a sleeping pill. And because I have always had eating issues, I wasn't eating and anything I was eating, I was purging. And I thought I've always been very small, but I think at this point, maybe I was a a little bit on my heavier side and I was like, if I just lose weight, like he's going to, I'm going to just be this beautiful, desirable woman to him. And Mm -hmm. he's going to like, how dare like he find someone better. And so I'm binging purging. I'm out of control and I get this sleeping pill and I wake up and I've got pretzels. And this is going to be a little bit more humorous, but pretzels bits all over me and I've got orange fingers. And in my weird, hungry, bulimic sleep state, I'd open, I, I, cause I don't remember this. I'd taken a sleeping pill. I'm eating pretzels. I'm just like pretzels flying everywhere. And I'm like, it was a mess. And all while dealing with work, I'm forgetting things. I'm not sleeping. And so it was just this, how do you start over at 33 years old when you think you've got your life set out? And this person that you care deeply about is just literally bamboozled you. With every possible bad thing that could happen, drugs, assaulting me, there was physical bruises. And I remember my brother-in-law saying to me, "Did he do that to you?" And I was like, "Oh, yeah." I just grab my arm, and I'd never been that girl, right? And now I'm, I'm her.
2: Yeah, you're making the excuses for this person, and I'm sure. Yeah. Your brother, your family—they saw what happened. They would, they would have done something about it, and he would have not probably been walking after that day because totally it's like, you know what happened and if it had Mm -hmm. gotten worse, I'm sure it would have been, it would have been terrible for you. But that initial point, you're still literally gaslighting yourself because of the manipulation you're enduring and and you're making the excuse and there is no excuse for it. And this guy caused all of this mental anguish for you because He has no care in the world about others. He only Mm -hmm. cares about himself. And I wish people were just slightly more self aware about their actions. And if this is the lifestyle he wants to live, he doesn't have to drag others down with him.
1: Like my son is such an awesome, self aware young man. And I remember he looked at me and said, We don't need this. We're done. We're leaving. We do not need to be around him anymore. And as much as he helped me get through that, And I I don't know how to really explain this other than just being saying it is it wasn't until I pre-qualified for my own house. I had because I was so scared around like, where am I going to live and what am I going to afford? And I don't want to keep renting. And I was already ready to like move and build that life with him. And now I'm starting on my own. And so I was able to get qualified for a mortgage. And the minute I got that news that I am doing this, he's taken all of my money. We had a joint account. And I had no idea that he was stifling money. So I had savings and he had uh, burned through it. Now I had to pull out RSPs and other investment stuff and was able to get my payment and my parents, I was very fortunate for my parents' help lend me some things to get that going. But as soon as I had that, I had this empowerment where I was like, bugger off. And yet... He would come back in these phases, so over that, that those next few months as I'm getting my house and really excited, it was almost more manipulation around really insulting messages And my husband now. He came back into my life unexpectedly, and I was not ready to be in a relationship with someone. It was so soon after, and I was this crushed, fragile woman trying to build these piece, pieces back together. And for some reason, he had got alluded that I was talking to him. We weren't together. He sent me a message saying, I'm so glad I broke up with you. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And I was like, oh, you piece of shit. Just yeah. <laughs> as much as he just devastated me and my son, he's going to try to use this Trump card of, see, I'm glad I did all those things to you, like some sociopath that was really hurtful and he would still try and manipulate me, but I cut off all contact that fall, moved into my house, started dating my husband, but I was not the right partner for him. Trust issues is not even remotely Describe what it. I would say is <laughs> yeah. like a description. Like I was paranoid, but my husband had already had a trip. And again, we're just dating at this point to Brazil and tried chalk that up to this post-traumatic stress woman that is has crazy trust issues you're going to like the brazilian vet capital of the world <laughs> <laughs> i'm freaking out that he's got this trip plan with his friend and he's going to brazil and oh my goodness the women are so beautiful and he's going to be around all these girls and thong bikinis and my goodness i don't know how i got through was i think it was like he's gone three weeks but i did and we we got through that but it, it's this whole experience with this past partner is still like, I'm just celebrating my fifth wedding anniversary with my husband this October at the end of the month. And to be honest, it still affects us. So anytime he's going out, like I have to do a lot of self work to be okay with that. And it's letting the shoe fall and trusting in someone that I have a really hard time with as much as I know and trust my husband. That is, still to this day and I was hoping to tell my story around the light at the end of the tunnel around accomplishments and work stuff and building this life where my son is now 19 years old and has a great stepdad and influence in his life but going through that experience I still have moments generally if I have a bad day and I had a bad day earlier (laughs) before you and I chatted with something at work I will have a dream tonight that has that ex-partner in it And it's a recurring dream, the same thing where he's leaving and I'm having that conversation about I'm leaving, there's something going on and it's the same continuous dream that something in my psyche and my subconscious, it still has that trauma. And that's the one thing that I can't move past is, yes, in my day-to-day life, I don't necessarily outside of some of the trust issues, but when I sleep, he still haunts me.
2: You have PTSD because of this manipulation and very much manipulated. You were very much lied to and gaslighted, all of these things for however many months or years. And that does change your viewpoint on life. And it sucks that you could meet your soulmate after this but you're in mm-hmm. such a place that you're not ready to meet your soulmate because you've been damaged by this other person. Yeah. But you were able to do it alone once. You yeah. know that you could do it again if you needed to. It would suck, but you could do it.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's funny you say that because the condo that I bought, I still own it. So I have the lovely joy of being a landlord. But I always have that at the back now that I've gone through that one time and heaven forbid anything were ever to happen with my husband and I. But when I think of if I ever had to leave or I've ever had to be, or anything happened that I would were to find out, that would just be it. Like I couldn't imagine going through that sort of wallowing I did because for weeks after that relationship ended, he was still messaging me. Like I had to go sit in a doctor's office and get cd testing after this whole sex worker thing i found out because god forbid i have something now because who knows what you've been up to with multiple people that is so humiliating just knowing like how dirty you feel and how much just violated at that point and i think honestly one of the hardest things for me and i don't know where this comes from because it might sound like super selfish or like vindictive i don't know what it is but He's moved on. Like he started dating a woman and they have a family now. And I've always thought like, why did I get that version? Who is she so special that she gets this great part of him and family? Who knows what he's really doing behind her back. But it's weird to me that seemingly, and maybe his karma is coming one day. And I don't necessarily wish ill on people, but I do wish ill on this. I don't think he (laughs) should have an amazing life without some sort of repercussions for being an absolute douchebag. You know, I think, why did he get to live this life with her and be happy when I'm still dealing with all of that trauma and hurt and resentment? And eventually it's about forgiveness and forgiving him for what he did. And he did reach out to me one time after I left my last company and said, Hey, I saw you left. I hope you're doing good. And I said, I'm getting married. So don't reach out to me again. And that was the last I heard of him, but I'm aware that he's got a family. And yeah, he's got this life and got away with just being and doing this, like you said, traumatic stuff to and manipulation to me. And I think that for me and my self-esteem, it's always been like, why wasn't I good enough Or what was about me that made him do all these things? And why couldn't he just have told me I didn't want to move in and I don't want to be in a relationship? Why drag me through literally held him back? Right.
2: Yeah. Totally unnecessary. Lack of maturity, his lack of empathy for others and their feelings, and uh, and you know what you see today is only what he shows people online—the happy, smiling family. You don't know might Mm -hmm. still be the same person he was when he was with you, and all you're seeing is these social media posts where everyone's smiling and (laughs) thanks. Don't ever feel like you weren't good enough or envy that because. You don't know what's going on, and maybe he did wake up one day and say, I need to get my life together, And but it's really yeah. too bad that he left the trail of devastation in his wake before he
0: yeah.
2: got his life together. There's some people that have done me wrong in the past, and personally, I'll never forgive them. That's just how mm-hmm. I do it. They're just dead to me yeah. now. <laughs> I don't need to forgive to let go of some weight. Other people do. I don't. I just, you're dead to me now. And I move on <laughs> So that's it. I don't know if that would work for you or not. Cause everyone's different. and Everyone has their own way to, to move forward. And it's, it sucks because I know the dreams that you have. I've had them yeah. off a few times.
1: It's the dreams. And I always wake up and it's just this heavy weight. And interestingly in the six years now that this has all happened and my son is now a young adult and It creeps in and I've never ran into him. That's the weirdest thing is we don't live in a very big city, never have. And it's always that moment of because I deal with this very deep rooted PTSD and those traumas that aren't healed, I know they aren't. And it's not about me still being in love with him. It's about repairing the deceit and that hole that's open. It feels like it's a wound that's always just there. But it's my reaction if I ever do run into him that scares me the most because i don't know what i'm going to physically do or if i'm just going to laugh at him and be like okay <laughs> you look sh- like you look terrible he also i mentioned in the beginning has a disability and so one day he will be fully legally blind the thing that hurt me a lot throughout some of this was i loved him past everything that i knew as a partner or a wife one day I might be doing where I would literally have to take care of this person because he would have lost his vision entirely by the time he's 45, 50 years old. And maybe that's part of his own journey and forgiving himself for what he did to me. If he even thinks that well, he does did was wrong.
2: This might be terrible humor, but at least if you do run into him in the future, he might not see you.
1: He might not see me. I thought <laughs> yeah. about that. Looking back now, I've got some healing to do. And so I think as much as we go through these experiences and these traumas, there isn't a light at the end of the tunnel. I just think there's still a lot of work for me to be done.
2: I know that your husband is a wonderful person and very understanding to work with you through this and you just got to be open with them about it and communicate. It just takes a while to trust. I'm very open to working with anyone's issue. But I do know about myself that if somebody treats me as if I'm untrustworthy, then that's, that pushes me away. So it mm-hmm. sucks. That's the situation you're in. You, The trauma you endured could be pushing away your partner because of these issues. And it's not anything intentional on your part. But yeah. it's, you know, at least you're self-aware enough and you're working on it and you're doing the right thing. So that is the light yeah. of the tunnel.
1: And I did go to therapy after... But I did go through and try to talk through some of the issues around the trust now with my husband. It's a good exercise even this weekend because he's gone away for a work trip. Generally speaking, that would have me instant anxiety. I don't hear from him or there's a delay in messages because that brings me right back to that experience with that ex-partner is the gaps and the waiting, like the whole while of knowing that there were bad things happening it wasn't just that i was being like paranoid there were actually things he was doing that were bad and i think the thing that i've learned in this lesson around just never putting up with that stuff again is for everything i knew so like the the sex worker the you know the drugs that stealing money what don't i know isn't that the scariest part of it it would be just like worst things that I don't know. And so I think I've always kept that in the back of my my psyche and like my where that trauma lives is what don't I know? And that's what scares me in today's reality in my present current situation is what if I don't know? And then what if that day I find out? I don't know if I would ever be able to trust anybody ever again, because of just knowing that anybody is capable of doing it. And that you when you feel your craziest, you're Sometimes you're not crazy and that is actual reality. And that's what scares me because now I can't differentiate the two, Justin. I feel paranoid. I feel suspicious. I feel something. But is that my trauma or is that something that I should be picking up on just because of my intuition? Like I can't differentiate the two, I, which is scary. I
2: hear you. It sucks because yeah. now your paranoia, your intuition is in overdrive.
1: That's right. But that's my crazy story of my yeah. <laughs> relationship. From hell, but it, for everything that bad's happened, it's almost so glad that it, it did happen to an extent because it's brought me to where I am today. I don't think I would yeah. be who I am had I not, even though I still have healing and had to work for many years to control things in a state of stress, especially with eating disorders, yeah. that because those are the things you can control. And I think that the tough part is I've, I have to work a lot on myself, yeah. but it's a journey.
2: And you're doing it. And if only everyone had the same self-awareness, if only other people were as empathetic as you, because you're improving yourself because you know you're going to be a better partner, you know you're going to be a better mom, and you don't want to hurt others, unlike that other guy.
1: Exactly. I'm uh, empathetic to a fault, but I think outside of that, I, I don't hate him. One day maybe you can say I can forgive him. I'm just not quite there Maybe that's when the trauma dreams and stuff will stop is when I can let it go. I don't, you know, that you always hear those, you just got to let it go. Don't know really how to let it go, but I'm still trying to work on when you get to that point where it leaves and this is gone. (laughs) One day we'll be able to tell.
2: Yeah. I could just say time heals all, but how can you speed that up?
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
2: I've had a few people, Stab me in the back, and I know to this day, if I ran into them, I would not be a nice person. I would not be the kind person yeah. that I feel like I am. I would definitely be hostile towards them, and that's not a good mm-hmm. thing. So, luckily, I don't live in the same states as these people. <laughs> I'll never run into that's them.
1: Good. Now, Justin, I'll have to message you in case I run into him because I just put it right out in the universe that could very well happen. But you know what? I think it's okay now that I have it. And I feel really, it's very cathartic for me to talk about this because it isn't easy stuff for my husband to even hear because it's talking about an ex-partner that he's aware of and he knows too. And, but I am appreciative of coming on here. And I hope that for any viewers that are listening, like really trust those instincts. And as again, cliche as it is, people will show you the signs. You just have to look for them and just don't avoid things. Cause there, there were some red flags prior. There were, they just were pink. They weren't maybe red, red flags.
0: Thank you for sharing Jackie. I hope this episode could be enlightening and give other people perspective on the relationships they might find themselves in. Stay tuned to the next episode. I speak with Mike who struggled with alcoholism and parents that thought tough love was the right answer
1: what's so special about hero breads? soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas these ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health shop now at hero.co